Hey, Hawkeye fans, Chad Leistico of the Des Moines Register coming at you again from American and Maryland Center, joined by Dargan Southern of the Register. Dargan, um, our journey uh, will end tomorrow <laughs> one way or another. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing that the Iowa women's basketball season makes it to the final day of the season. Only two teams left, Iowa versus LSU, 2.30 p.m. on ABC. Uh, pretty amazing that it's the first time the women's basketball title game has ever been on network television, broadcast television. It happens to include, uh, you know, the most electric superstar at the most electric time <laughs> ever for women's basketball. I mean, to me, it's just like another one, check another box in this team of destiny thing. Win or lose tomorrow. This has been an unbelievably special season. Yeah, I mean – I got to be honest, I'm very surprised we're here um, at this point. Um, but, hey, you know, when you have a player like Caitlin Clark on your roster, you can pretty much do anything, um, and, and that's been proven down here in Dallas. Um, you know, it's been interesting to kind of talk to everybody today after the, the chaos of last night subsided. Um, a lot of interesting things just kind of on the, the mindset of transitioning from you know, the biggest win in program history to now the biggest opportunity in program history. Um, and to me, you know, that's that's a very big point of all this because, you know, I think it would be very easy for Iowa to just say, hey, you know, we, we got a big win. Um, you know, we did what nobody thought we could do. Um, and, you know, again, the, the Final Four experience is going to be a good one no matter what happens tomorrow. But um, as as – Everyone said in so many ways, you know, why not win one more? You know, we're, they're, they're here. They're not going to have this opportunity very often or maybe ever again. Um, and so you, you might as well pounce on it, and it seems like uh, I was ready to do so. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just going to start out by saying I've got a really good feeling about the game tomorrow uh, for Iowa. But, you know, maybe that will change tomorrow because I kind of went back and forth on South Carolina. But um, – you know, most times in history, not always, but when you get the big upset in the semifinals, you you know, you end up finishing the job. You think about the miracle on ice even in 1980, you know. Uh, everyone remembers the Russia game, but that was the game before. And, Iowa, or, and uh, USA, you know, could they be like Poland or Finland or something? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. But uh, Finland. Finland, okay, there you go. I knew it was one of those lens. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, and then even Duke UNLV, which we referenced uh, several times now in 1991. I mean, Duke beats, you know, the Giants UNLV. And that was a really, really, really good Duke team. And that's why I love that comparison, because I think this is a really, really, really good Iowa team. And Duke went on and beat Roy Williams coach Kansas two days later. And I feel like uh, and that was Coach K's first title. I know we've kind of re 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 regurgitated this a little bit, but. Could this be Lisa Bluter's first title? And could there be more down the road? Maybe. But, you know, it's just like uh, – it just felt like a breakthrough yesterday. Um, but at the same time, we've had so many breakthroughs, right? I mean, the Georgia game even felt so huge. Just getting past the round of 32 is like, you know, well, at least they did this. Now it's I – I don't want to say it's gravy, but it's like at least you got that monkey off your back. Then all of a sudden – you know, you go to the final four, the bracket falls your way. And now you take down the big team. And like you said, yeah, big opportunity. Uh, kind of curious you, what you think. I mean, do you think 
everything Caitlin Clark is doing, I mean, she just seems the same to me. She seems absolutely normal. Like, you know, like we're talking about previewing Illinois in January. She doesn't like, do you think she has a grasp on everything that everyone is saying about her? Or do you think she's really kind of in that bubble? I think it would be hard to not have some idea of, of what is going on around you just because it's 2023 and it's pretty hard to shut off the noise completely. Um, but I think she does a great job of compartmentalizing her responsibilities, you know, in every moment, you know, if it's with the media, then that's her full focus. If it's running the offense, that's her full focus. If she needs to set players up with more assists, then that's her focus. And so I think it's just really a display of elite confidence, elite, you know, preparation. I, I think, you know, none of this is happening by accident. You know, this is somebody who, you know, as we've written about it in many ways, you know, her uh, basketball fixation and just everything about her goes back a long way. And so, um, you know, again, this is a moment that, you know, I'm sure at times, you know, Caitlin thought, you know, this is, this is going to be difficult. Um, and, and it has been, you know, Iowa, like you said, had to grind through the Georgia game, the Colorado game. There were some tense moments a little bit in Louisville. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that really she's putting on a display how to have your mental focus in the right place. And, and that's repeatedly what she's talked about has been the biggest advancement from last year to this year is she knows things aren't going to be perfect. She knows things are going to go not go her way. She knows there's going to be adversity. And so, you know, it's, it's simply, how do you respond? Not, is it going to, you know, is everything going to go perfectly? And so I think grasping that idea and, and really running with it um, has allowed this team to play with confidence and play with resolve that, you know, really no matter what challenge it encounters during the game or, or before the game, you know, whatever it is, they feel like they can handle it. And, you know, it's really hard to, Hard to not deny them that that benefit of the doubt right now. Yeah, yeah. Might as well talk about the whole team here. Let's let's just kind of look ahead at this LSU matchup, Darden. Uh, you know, because we, you know, we rehashed the South Carolina. If, if you guys missed it, we we did a full thirty minute pod at three in the morning on South Carolina. I forgot to do podcast, three. Podcast hit best at three a.m. <laughs> exactly. Uh, forgot to include three word headlines in that one, so we will try to fold a few of those in here as we go, but. Um, you know, this LSU matchup um, is just so similar in a way to South Carolina, not quite the same because, um, you know, LSU doesn't have a six foot seven post in there, but Angel Reese is six foot three and her stats are like pretty much double <laughs> Aaliyah Boston stats. I mean, she's averaging, uh, uh, I got to call it up here, but like 20 here, I'll find it. It's, 23 points and 16 boards, like 16, <laughs> like six and a half offensive true. boards a game. Um, so it's, and they average plus 16 on the boards. So Iowa got killed yesterday on the boards against South Carolina. Do you think it gets any better against LSU? Um, not maybe a little bit better, but I don't know how much it really needs to get that much better after they, you know, were able to, to navigate through it last night. Um, and one thing to remember with Angel Reese, you know, Iowa faced her, um, I'm not sure how many times, but at least once when she was at Maryland, 
Um, and, and they've said that, you know, little things here and there that they can draw from has made a big difference. You know, Lisa Bluter talked today about, you know, they played UCF, who's Georgia's coach. They had Colorado and Iowa City last year um, and, you know, got had a scout on them, even though they didn't play them. And so, you know, I think not being completely unfamiliar with Angel Reese and, and how she can dominate games, I think can be a big factor for Iowa going forward because, um, you know, it's not going to be able to do exactly what it did last night. Um, it was kind of interesting to hear some answers from LSU's players um, analyzing the uh, defense that Iowa played last night, basically daring South Carolina to shoot. Um, you know, I think one of the players called it disrespectful almost. Yeah. What you said? Yeah, that, that was really interesting. Terminology. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I can understand why you would think that. But to me, that game plan was so just a one off of handling South Carolina. Um, and really, I mean, it's hard to argue that that wasn't the successful game plan. You know, I, you know, South Carolina wasn't a good shooting team and Iowa, you know, was able to expose that. And so, um, you know, I'm sure again, it's not LSU shoots the ball better. Um, so it's not going to be as, it's not going to seem as drastic of a, uh, defensive game plan where, you know, you see players wide open at the top of the key and beyond the three point line, but. Um, you know, I think I was really confident in its defense right now, and that's really um, interesting to say because, as as everyone knows, who's followed this program, that's been what's tripped them up pretty much, uh-huh. you know, for for several years now. Um, and so, you know, I, I think this team plays with a defensive confidence, and that really leads right to to what they want to do on offense, and that's push and transition, go as quickly as you can the other way. And we saw. Uh, Iowa beat South Carolina down the court multiple yeah. times on, on plays like that. So, um, you know, I think Iowa, I think Iowa's defensive mindset is is in the right spot right now. And I think yesterday's game uh, certainly aided that confidence. Yeah, and this will be the third SEC team that it plays in the NCAA tournament. I would think there's a little bit of benefit to that, uh, just style of play wise. And uh, here was a, here's what Caitlin said about the, the quote unquote disrespectful quote. Uh, from the LSU player, um, she really shrugged it off. She's just like, we're not going to guard LSU the same way we guarded South Carolina. Obviously, with South Carolina, you've got to pick your poison. They played two tremendous posts. She said, if they were going to beat us, we were going to let it be by the three-point line. You have to pick and choose your battles. We can't guard everything. That's the game of basketball. You have a scout. You know player personnel. What are you going to give up? That's what we were going to give up. We had all the respect in the world for South South Carolina and especially their post play. First of all, what an incredibly thorough and classy answer to that question, not dismissing it, but explaining it in a really rational, perfect way. I mean, uh, she just has such a, a wonderful way with the media. And that's, I mean, it's like, it's like also kind of obvious. Like I, I don't, it just, it's, it seems like people just want to like grasp onto things for motivation that really aren't even there. I mean, like even the Lisa Bluter bar fight thing. I mean, there's zero chance in the way, like, like Lisa Bluter's like, she always kind of makes kind of little goofy comments, you know, like. She made a lot today. It fit uh, right in with, uh, with, with what that one was. I I mean, I really. And it wasn't even goofy. It was, it was more respect for South Carolina. It was like, we have to fight for everything, you know, like. It was pretty clear to me what she was saying and and trying to convey. And um, I I think that's kind of silly of Don Staley to 
grasp at that and try to make something of it. You know what I mean? Like it, it does not seem worthy of making something of that, especially after the fact. Yeah. You know, I was, I wasn't in her press conference, but I was kind of reading through her transcript and there was really a lot of odd comments in there for a team that is used to being at the top. You know, there was a lot of complaints about the refs, which I mean, I was sitting courtside and really didn't have any, you know, there was no inclination that anyone was getting a lean on the whistle. Um, you know, the two fouls that Aaliyah Boston picked up, those were both very obvious fouls um, in my mind. And so, um, you know, again, I, I understand the frustration that Don Staley and the whole program probably had last night after this, you know, magical season kind of came crashing down, not kind of, it did come crashing down. Um, but yeah, but I, I mean, it just seemed odd for somebody of that stature to respond in that way with what seemed like a lot of um, kind of deflecting from the fact that South Carolina just didn't play that well. You know, they didn't shoot the ball that well. They didn't, you know, they got their rebounds, but, and they didn't stop Caitlin Clark. So um, I don't know, you know, it's, there, there was a lot to unpack in her comments last night, but um, as somebody who's covered Lisa Bluter for a while, and you've obviously interacted with Lisa Bluter for a while, um, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that there was no uh, disrespect meant or anything else um, in that comment. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really understand why that became a storyline. Well, I think I think you nailed it. It's just that people are grasping at things that just aren't there. Uh, and like, I don't know if it's like trying to stir things up or whatever. It, it, it's it's kind of like almost the Caitlin Clark jealousy thing. It's just like, um, I don't know. It's, I don't like the feel of that. I mean, but anyway, uh, let's move on to let's, let's do a couple. Let's do the three word headlines now. How about that? Just kind of throw some in to kind of launch us forward here. Um, as <laughs> Tyler Caffey posted a, a photo of a, like a wheel of fortune board. With, I saw that one. That was, good. <laughs> that was, uh, uh, Kate, you know, Kate, you know, there's some blanks up there, but you can read, you can fill it in yourself. Caitlin, Caitlin effing Clark. We'll just yeah, call basically. It. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like fan of white with the wheel of fortune, wheel of fortune board. I, I I got a good laugh out of that one. Yeah, Brett Schneider build her statue. I mean, we're all obviously she's only twenty one years old, but my goodness, I mean, we're. It feels like we're going to get to a point where a statue is built, and I mean, she's already. Especially if they win tomorrow. I mean, I yeah. think it's a slam dunk if they win tomorrow. And she's, I mean. She's already in the conversation for greatest athlete in Iowa Hawkeyes history, any sport, uh, no question. Uh, I mean, she's revolutionizing the game. I mean, it'd be like if you're debating whether Steph Curry is the best, you know, athlete at Davidson or something, you know, like <laughs> she's changing the game so much. Uh, she's definitely on that path. Um, I don't know if you have any called up, so I'll keep reading until you do. Um, I like this one from Brian Gettle. Great Lim Clark period not bad um how about doris hankmeyer mckenna's clutch rebound we kind of talked about that one a little bit that was night. that was a massive play and it was almost kind of ironic that what south carolina hangs its hat on couldn't mm -hmm. get it done in that moment because 
Um, you know, they got some luck. That shot bounced hard off the rim. Caitlin almost banked it in, of course. Which would um, have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That probably would have been the only way that that moment would have been even more uh, magical in, in the series of events that happened last night. But yeah, I mean, and that, that rebound single handedly gave Iowa the control of the game for the final, you know, 20 seconds. And, and obviously that's, that's what it needed to do. <laughs> there's a, there's one of those Chris Farley one where, uh, gifts where he goes, that was awesome. <laughs> Which that was, a, that was a nice usage there. I mean, I heard from so many fans that just like were exhausted cheering for the team, whether they were here or at home. Uh, you know, it was, it was, I can't get a feel for what it would have been like as a fan because we're covering the game and like writing the stories and just kind of hoping an outcome occurs or whatever. But uh, it had to be a really stressful game for Iowa and just uh, crazy. Um, I will say it was a stressful game for me too. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin top says better team one. Uh, Interesting. You know, Caitlin said, you know, be cool if it was a best of seven series. I mean, does Iowa win a best of seven against South Carolina? I'd probably say no still, but they're not playing best of seven, but I don't, you know, maybe, maybe Iowa is just a clearly better team in South Carolina. Is that possible? I, I think it is. And, and again, you know, I think you saw last night, and this is one of the things that I talked about, you know, South Carolina, when it got to, to winning time and it was, you know, the game was still in hand, that's not a position they've been in very often or really honest. I mean, I guess they did have a couple of overtime games, but that's not a position that, that they've been in very often. And so I think their inexperience with that, Tense energy really showed last night because, you know, Caitlin Clark owned the fourth quarter. You know, she single-handedly took Iowa to the finish line. And, you know, it was clear that in that moment, she was the one that was most prepared for that moment. And, you know, that's been on display this whole month. Um, but really last night, I think I think she showed, you know, why, why she's getting the love that she is. Yeah. Uh, on that note, Shadow79 said, not an upset. Uh, Marsha McKay, get that natty. Uh, uh, Craig P, believe in miracles. Uh, (laughs) Some of these are two words. Come on, folks. You have like one assignment. (laughs) Um, uh, Rob Daniels next, final 40. Final 40 minutes, uh, Dargan, this is it. Uh, Caitlin... Uh, express sadness that she's down to her last 40 minutes of the season just because they're having so much fun. Um, what happens? What do you think happens in these final 40 minutes? I'll take the Hawks. Um, I'll take, I'll take two, two on my, on, on my side of the pick there. Cause um, there was a quote. Um, I think it was from Bruce Pearl back when I was covering the sec and, and he was talking about one of his star players. He said, we have da 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 and you don't. And so I think that's going to be what happens tomorrow. Iowa has Caitlin Clark and you don't. And, you know, that's that's been enough. You know, I think we'll see some more stepping up from the supporting cast. Um, ironically, they didn't really play that well offensively. Martin Marshall and, and Warnock, obviously they made impacts in plenty of other places. But um, I think you'll see a more complete Iowa effort. Um, you know, it might still end up with Caitlin Clark scoring 40 points. I don't know. But um, I, I think you'll see a, a complete team. And I really don't see Iowa 
you know, missing, missing the chance to seize this moment and really, um, you know, I think this changes how you view the entire program really and how you view the entire big 10 conference also, you know, this is a, you know, the big 10 hasn't, hasn't had a whole lot of success at, you know, this late in the tournament. And so, you know, if Iowa finishes this off, I think it really, you know, it's, it's clear that this is a transcending run in a lot of different ways. Um, and I think it's going to, you know, I think it's going to put Iowa right there with, with the teams at the top that, you know, you, you are used to seeing there, you know, your South Carolinas, your Yukons, your teams like that. I think I was going to be right there. You know, we got at least one more year of Caitlin Clark, maybe two more years. So, you know, they're, the, the program's not going anywhere in the immediate and you have to figure that all this success is going to pay off in recruiting one way or another, whether it's the portal or, you know, getting high profile players that maybe weren't even thinking about Iowa before. So, you know, if they finish this off, um, I, I think it really puts this program in a different echelon that, you know, frankly, I, I, I didn't think that they could get to. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the L on that one. Uh, a couple of things we should mention. Uh, Gabby Marshall uh, did not come to media last night, did not come to media today. Uh, you know, obviously your red flags as a reporter are up in that scenario. You know, did she suffer an injury? Uh, you know, heard maybe she was kind of holding her leg a little bit last night. Um, probably just getting treatment last night, uh, more than likely. And um, because I, the reason I say that is because Kate Martin told us, uh, told me, I asked her, and she said she had a sore throat today and uh, just didn't feel like talking for like 30 straight minutes. And you got to kind of project. It's a busy, noisy room. So um, obviously, you know, you don't want her to even be sick at this point, but uh, I didn't sense that there was anything like to be hidden, I guess, the way Kate responded to me. So, yeah, I was, I was a little. You know, it was interesting because the the way the media was set up today was, um, you know, the angel was on the podium, Caitlin was on the podium, and then the other it was it was portrayed as the other four starters were going to be right. available. And so, when Hannah Stolke's not there, or when Hannah Stolke's there in place of Gabby Marshall, on top of not being available last night, um, you know, I don't think there's any any worry that she was going to miss the game or, or anything like that. But, um, you know, they need her. Obviously, her defense last night was a huge part of the game. Yeah. So they're going to need her, you know, as, as at full strength as she can get between now and, and 2.30 tomorrow. And just as a side note, I, I mean, Hannah did not want to be there at all. I mean, she's just not a talker. Um, it's like the opposite of most of the players on the team. I mean, I would have almost preferred like a – you know, a Fulter or a Molly Davis or, or somebody like that, just as an extra body, you know, like, um, you know, that's, but just because I felt bad for her, you know, she just was like, was like what's well, the scouting part? Nah, I don't know, you know, so it's just, uh, that's just kind of how she is. She's very, very shy, nothing against her at all. Uh, she's really super sweet, nice kid. Um, but um, it was clear she kind of got thrown in there, is what I'm saying. So, absolutely. <laughs> And then the other thing I wanted to mention before I get into how, you know, kind of what I feel this game is going to go was Kim Mulkey was uh, amazingly complimentary of Caitlin Clark. I, I know a lot of Iowa fans were wondering after how she kind of disparaged Megan Gustafson in 2019, at least sarcastically. I mean, I, I went back and watched that video. I don't know if you remember this, Dargan, but she was, I think you were there, right? I was there. Yeah. She, I, I think the comment that 
I remember was she was talking about Kalani Brown, who was their big center at the time. She's fallen in the WNBA, said something to the extent of, I hope Kalani, you know, doesn't wake up scared or something like that. And yeah, that nightmares. Yeah, it was about yeah, nightmares. nightmares. That's what it was. Like, I hope she doesn't have nightmares. Yeah. Well, you know, it was like, uh, it was, it was, it was an eye roll. Um, and, and I'm sure part of that was because Mulkey knew that they were going to crush Iowa, which they did. Yeah. So, and um, so I don't, I, and, go ahead. I don't get ahead. the sense that she feels that confidently now. Yeah. I think that's, that was kind of the point I was going to make is like, she knew that she had the, the firepower to stop Gustafson back then. And Iowa didn't have the point guard play then as it does now, obviously. Um, but yeah, totally different tune today. I mean, she basically said she's does, she does things I've never seen before in the women's game. And also that she pretty much couldn't take her eyes off her. And so, uh, and it seemed genuine to me. It didn't seem like she was contriving it. Now I, I know she, you know, that's dangerous or whatever, but I mean, how could you not believe her <laughs> after what we're seeing on the court? So uh, just want to throw it out there that Mulkey was very respectful towards the Hawkeyes. And uh, I didn't really catch any like bulletin board material at all today, other than the disrespectful thing was, but that was related to the South Carolina game anyway. So any other little highlights from today before we get into the final, final thoughts here? Yeah. I mean, I just kind of, building off what you said about Molly. I think it would be very dumb of her to to downplay Caitlin Clark because really what Caitlin Clark's done, and she's been asked this, you know, in in so many ways, um, whatever opinion, you know, whether you, you didn't think Caitlin Clark was as good as she was, whether you thought that she was just a social media, uh, you know, highlight, whether you thought that her attitude was wrong, whether you thought that that she doesn't play the game in the right way, she sh- she shut all those people up by just dominating on the court. And you know, when you have that platform, that's all you need to do. You know, you put up forty-one points in back-to-back NCAA tournament games. Not a whole lot of things people can say um, without seeming very contrarian in, in how they're doing it. And so um, that's been interesting to to shift because you know sometimes it's you get in that Iowa bubble and. Um, there's been so much Caitlin Clark love from when she stepped on campus that sometimes you forget that elsewhere she's not always viewed favorably. And again, part of that is, is probably jealousy to a certain extent that, um, you know, she's doing things that, that nobody else is doing. And, and obviously I think every program in America would love to have Caitlin Clark on, on their team. But again, you go out and you, you perform on the field. If you're an athlete, there's, there's really not a whole lot that people can say. And um, she's, she's done that with authority in this tournament. So what do you think she does tomorrow? I'm kind of, I'm, I'm wrestling with that in my head here as we go into our kind of, I guess you kind of gave your prediction already, but um, as far as this, how this game unfolds, I mean, talking to the Colorado player, I'm sorry, LSU players today, um, you know, uh, I get the sense that they are still concerned about Iowa supporting cast um, that they, they feel like they're going to do the best they can with Caitlin and they don't want McKenna Warnock, Kate Martin, Gabby Marshall, or even Monica Sinano. I think they don't want any of those players to beat them. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that's really what they do. Cause that was kind of what happened yesterday. And didn't Caitlin, pick, Caitlin picks him apart because she can beat one on one, and so can Sonano. 
So you have to double both of them in some way, whether it's help or what or whatever. So somebody's going to be open. So I guess my gut feel here, Dargan, is that tomorrow's Caitlin Clark line will be somewhere more in the vicinity of low double digit assists, maybe like 13 assists and maybe in the mid twenties of points. I know that seems super low for her. Um, in case they, I just feel like you, if you watch that South Carolina game, you have to just, you have to stop Clark. Like you have to just make other players beat you. And, you know, South Carolina did not pick the correct poison. I feel like, and so I, and Mulkey's an, Mulkey's an amazing coach. And that's a, that's a really scary matchup. She's three for three. Uh, in NCAA championship games uh, as Baylor's head coach, you know, over a long period of time. So she's not ever lost one of these. So, and this is Lisa Bluter's first. So um, it'll be interesting. What do you think for, for Caitlin's line tomorrow? Let me think of it. I'll, I'll think of exacts here and then I'll, but I'll let you go first. I'm calling my shot. I say she puts up a triple double tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I guess starting with the, the Ohio state game, that felt like a huge moment, and she balled out. The Louisville game felt like a huge moment, and she balled out. South Carolina was bigger than those two, and she balled out. So, I I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I guess I, I will say this. You know, if, if her – I think what makes Caitlin so dangerous now is she's perfectly fine having a stat line like you just said and winning the game that way, you know. It, it, so you can either take away her scoring or try to, and she'll burn you other ways too. And so she's really, I mean, she's really brought this team along and has it, you know, everybody playing at their best potential. But um, I, th- I think we get another uh, eye-popping uh, point total. Okay. I'm going to, I decided I'm going to go uh, 28 points, 14 assists, that's my blind for her. I think I think she's going to hit some, uh, you know, hit her teammates. I think she's going to get her teammates involved. I think it's going to be a supporting cast type of game, and I think the Hawkeyes win. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say they win by ten. I'm going to say seventy-five, sixty-five. You know, I got to up the score a little bit. I mean, this is Iowa we're talking about, so let's go. We'll go eighty-five, seventy-five. How about that? Yeah, I was going to kind of pick right around there. Probably eight. I'm going to go 85 78. Okay. We're in the same ballpark then. Yeah. And I'll go, I'll go 30 12 and 10. Okay. All right. Well, actually, I'll go 35 12 and 10. 35 12 and 10. Okay. All right. I think, I think she just, there's no reason to doubt her at this point in my mind. Hey, and I honestly, I wouldn't put a pastor to score 50. Like, I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, no, you you can't joke about anything. She didn't even shoot it well. She didn't even shoot no, it well yesterday. No, she missed 12 threes. I mean, yeah. she was five for 17 from three and still scored 41 points. I mean, she's not doing that her freshman year or maybe even last year. I mean, yeah. I think she, you know, it's it's been incredible for a player that was already so, pro, you know, prolific in how she played, has found another level. I think yeah. that's been the most impressive thing. She was good her freshman year. She was really good last year, and now she's found a way to be, um, you know, the elite, the elite player in the game. And so, um, you know, I think I think she's not going to miss uh, another moment to shine here. Agreed, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of Iowa fans here. I'm really interested to see how that unfolds tomorrow. How many Iowa fans got tickets? 
uh, I have a feeling. You're busting up that out. wallet if you want some tickets. <laughs> I, uh, my dad, my dad was sending me some numbers earlier. I think four oh five was the get-in price at one point today. So wow. um, that's like in the ballpark of yeah. what World Series tickets cost, which is pretty absurd for uh, to, yeah. to even think that 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 number would be in play. So, um, but yeah, I, I expect a, a, a heavy Iowa crowd because it sounds like that. You know, for all the people that were here yesterday, and there was a lot, there's probably going to be another wave of, of Iowa fans coming down here, whether driving or flying or whatever. But, um, yeah, there there's a lot of South Carolina people that probably bought an all-session ticket that are looking mm-hmm. to make a little bit of their money back. Um, that might be a route for, for Iowa fans to, to get on something. But, yeah, I, I think we'll see a, a, a big Iowa turnout uh, tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Dargan Southern. Uh, great coverage. Uh, it's been a lot of fun um, you know, going from Minneapolis to Iowa City to Seattle to here to cover yeah. this game. So I, left, uh, I left the Cedar Rapids. My car has been at the Cedar Rapids airport since March 22nd. So um, <laughs> there are no more ra- there are no more games to get to after tomorrow. So I will yeah. be coming home at some point uh, in the next couple of days. But uh, yeah. definitely did not necessarily anticipate that being the case but happy to happy to go through the the fun with you and it's uh yeah it's been it's been an incredible month that's for sure absolutely yeah historic to say the least and uh, we'll we'll have you covered at hawk central sunday and uh should be really uh an epic game uh we'll see what happens uh for dargan southern this is chad lystico of the register saying thank you again for joining us and we will talk to you tomorrow